0: He will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Jesus presides over the final judgment of the nations, and Jesus uses this image of a shepherd separating animals at the end of a normal day in the Middle East. Mixed flocks of sheep and goats are a common sight. Both animals are useful. The sheep provide wool that can be made into clothing. The goats provide milk that can be made into cheese. I'm not sure why sheep represent those who will enjoy eternal life and the goats those who will suffer eternal punishment. I think Goats are getting a bad rap. And as a left-hander, I feel compelled to speak up. Why does the left have to be the side of eternal punishment? But rather than worrying about sheep versus goats or left versus right, what struck me in today's gospel is separation will happen. In other words, action or inaction has consequences. What we do or don't do on this earth does matter for the life to come. We will be judged by the way we treat one another, especially those in need, giving or not giving food to the hungry, giving or not giving drink to the thirsty, welcoming or not welcoming a stranger. Clothing or not clothing the naked. Caring for or not caring for the ill. Visiting or not visiting those in prison. Whatever we do or don't do for the least of our brothers and sisters, we do or don't do for Jesus. Some points to consider about this gospel. I just listed the six ways of caring found in this gospel passage. Often in the scriptures, numbers have a significance. And so you're probably familiar with the number seven is often considered the perfect number. It's it's a number of completion. So six is one less than seven. It's considered a symbol for incompletion. And I think this was chosen deliberately to list six things as a way of saying um, we can't just think of these six actions You know, giving the hungry, the thirsty, the sick, the poor. I mean, we we can't just think, okay, I'm going to check those six off, and then I'm now I'm done. But again, it's that sense of incompletion. So what it means is those six actions are a beginning of the way that we can care for others. The other thing is, in this time of COVID, caring for others takes special creativity. We can't visit the sick. And that has caused so much anguish and pain for families who have loved ones in care facilities or hospitals or or just at their homes that we we don't want to cause them to be vulnerable. It's very difficult. Um, I was also thinking about sometimes we don't know who the least of these are. Uh, A lot of internal struggles are going on underneath the mask we wear. You know, I've been seeing around Grand Ledge those choose kindness signs, and I find those to be a helpful reminder to to try to be caring towards others, because I don't know who is struggling, who are the least of my brothers and sisters around me. Many of you are familiar with Mike Garr, one of our parishioners who was serving as a Marino lay missionary in Kenya. Three years ago, uh, next month, Mike invited invited me to go to his commissioning ceremony in Marino, New York. And so when I was out there, I had a chance to meet the other lay missionaries, men and women who are now serving uh, around the world. One of the ones that I met was Kathy Flatbush, she is a nurse from Wisconsin, and she's now in Kenya. I recently received an email from her, and it just really struck me, and I asked for, and she gave me permission to share it with you. Things were tough here for many families before the coronavirus, and now things are so much worse. I am in awe as I see how they struggle from day to day. For many of them, it is their faith that keeps them going. I sometimes wonder how most Americans, including myself, would handle living here in a one-room house with mud walls and a tin roof and eating one meal a day. I was told many times that I was blessed to have been born in America, but until I came here and started working in the slum of Bangla, I did not realize the magnitude of that blessing. I look at the newborn babies that come to our dispensary for their vaccinations, and I can't help but wonder about their future. Born into poverty, often to a single mother who may struggle with addiction or has resorted to prostitution, no father figure in their life, little chance for a decent education, and few opportunities to get out of the cycle of poverty. The future looks grim for so many of them. On the bright side, I know that God is in charge and he hears the cry of the poor. He sent me here and I will do what I can. Thanksgiving is coming and Thanksgiving is a time to reflect on our blessings. And as I think about the blessings I have, I think about the blessings of our parish, and one of them that comes to mind right away is our Matthew 25 initiative. I believe it is a great blessing for our parish. And we've been doing it since, I think it was 2013. And each week, we feature a designated charity. This week, it is Say Detroit. It sponsors a free daycare program for infants and toddlers of mothers who are working, seeking work, or coming through treatment. It is aimed at breaking the cycle of homelessness. Next week, our designated charity is Cross Catholic Outreach. It provides relief for a earthquake, flood, tsunami, hurricane victims, housing, medicines, food, and clean water for the poor in 28 countries around the world. of our Sunday offertory goes to that designated charity for the week. If you wish to give directly to that charity, you can do so by using a Matthew 25 envelope in the back of church or through online giving. This is the time of year when every day I receive letters from charities asking me for money. The charities sound good, but how do I know? How do I know they are not spending a large portion of their money on fundraising? One of the things I appreciate about having a Matthew 25 uh, initiative at our parish is I know that the committee members take the time to research each charity to see that they are not in violation of Catholic values and that the money raised will go to those in dire need. I'm very grateful to our Matthew 25 committee. If you have a favorite charity who serves those in dire need, whether locally or globally, please let our committee know by filling out a proposal form in the back of church or at our website. And this brochure is uh, one that I, I think you will find very helpful for understanding and answering some of the questions about Matthew 25 initiative. And these are available online or in the back of church. Whether you are left-handed or right-handed, a sheep herder or a goat groupie, let's care for one another, locally and around the world. Whatever you do for the least of our brothers and sisters, you do for me.